Hey everybody, it's your boy, Eduardo Jackson, CEO, founder of Cinema Draft, and the owner of Blacks and Bitcoin, where everybody's welcome, but I stay black and loving Bitcoin. Live from the attic in Seattle, second week of the trip home, and I am a little frustrated because I do actually try to get this out somewhat on time as far as on Wednesdays. Uh, I was running a little late on Wednesday, so I did it Thursday, and right in the middle, like about half hour through the podcast, the internet goes down. What a disaster. <laughs> so we're doing this again Friday morning, December 29th, and uh, I would like to start off by saying I am grateful for crypto. It has been a great year for uh, Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. It's uh, before it's been a lonely year. It's been just me out here on the block, um, trying to tell people for for well over four years about the benefits of Bitcoin. I'm glad everyone is finally in what they call the awareness phase. Uh, I was going to try to find. I was going to see if I could find uh, the chart. Basically, there are. There, there are levels to this game, basically. There, there are levels to this. Um, people think that right now we are in in what's called, and let me see if I can find this, this graph. Here we go. Let me share my screen with you all. So basically, there's this, there's this pretty popular chart where, um, where they talk about basically the, the phases of a quote-unquote bubble or, or a mania or whatever, and basically, this, you know, or, or basically you know, any kind of, of real uh, progress on a new financial system. The stealth phase, I guess you can call you know, all that time up until 2017, the stealth phase you know, took off <clears throat> towards the summer, you know, uh, middle to late summer. Uh, and, and exploded up to nearly as high as 20,000. We we got within spitting distance of 20,000 on coin market cap. Then we had our first sell-off over the past couple of weeks. It's been kind of slow, although our fund, <clears throat> our, although our coin portfolio has has done quite nicely into what they call the little bear trap. And this is during the awareness phase. That's why I call 2017 the year of awareness because it's doing all the things you would find in an awareness phase. A little tiny dip is you know, what they call the little bear trap. And then I see 2018, it's just taking off. More immediate attention, you know, even more so than we get now, although uh, to, to the point where maybe CNBC stops fighting us. Stop fighting us, CNBC. Crypto's not going anywhere. And then and the media attention will help stoke public enthusiasm and greed and delusion. We, some could say we're already at the delusion phase. People taking out mortgages to chase crypto. Uh, you know, kind of not even mad at them. That'll be the mania phase. It'll definitely be next year and beyond probably. And then yeah, as you see the other phases of here, which will return to the mean. And the mean, you know, just like we're just like with Bitcoin, it always sets, you know, higher lows. So we'll see, you know, higher lows, you know, into, you know, I mean, I don't know. I mean, who knows where it can go next year? It, I mean, it's not outside the realm of possibility to go to 100,000. Um, if you want to look at, if you want to look at charts, graphs and charts, Bitcoin's chart is pretty, is pretty exciting. Linearly, it's got that, you know, hockey stick growth. Comparatively, it has just exploded over this past year and some change. But if you want to look at logarithmically, and this is like percentage of overall market cap, it it's fairly steady up and towards the right. Not it's not hockey stick style. It's just up and towards the right. So as a percentage of its market cap, it just keeps growing. It stays. And now it's gone a little, up a little more sharply this year, but still, as a percentage of its market cap, it's always going up and to the right with little dips here and there. So logarithmically. We're, we're right on track. We are right on time. That's why even with this, this sell-off, it hasn't gone you know, below 10,000 really as a collective on CoinMarketCap. It's just kind of kept going up and up and up. See here, here's where we hit 19,000 or where we hit nearly almost hit 20,000. Got so close. And still throughout today, you know, just under 15,000-ish. So yeah, so I am grateful for this year of awareness. I am also grateful for you all. Thank you. Why? <laughs> yes, okay. Uh, why? Why is it that um, 
that I finally have an extended Bitcoin community of people who are like-minded, who finally have, who finally are ready to get this money. I don't know why it took so long, but I'm grateful to have you guys. All those Christmas gifts I gave out four years ago, $5 worth of Bitcoin is, is are now worth $145, $150. It's been kind of cool to see that grow for people who are finally getting into their Coinbase accounts. Um, and I'm really thankful for everyone who supported Blacks in Bitcoin. Thank you for the emails, the, the, the tweets, uh, you know, uh, the questions sending sending in, uh, you know, to the to the podcast. They're you know using the referral links. Thank you guys. It's not quite yet enough to live off of, but I do appreciate the support. And just knowing that I'm not alone out here in crypto, I really appreciate you guys. All right. So with that said. Let's check out some Bitcoin news. And no sound effects again. I don't have my setup. Uh, Mom's internet is a little slower, so we're just going to go on without any sound effects. And the first thing in the news is that the SegWit 2X. What is this thing? Is it really happening? Supposedly, I guess it happened December 28th, yesterday. Basically... Um, SegWit 2X is supposed to solve some of the current problems we're seeing with the current blockchain. So it's just, you know, increase the block size so we can get more transactions through uh, and reduce transaction fees, this, that, and the other. Also, it was originally scheduled for November 16th, but yet there wasn't enough support in the community, so everyone abandoned it. I know Coinbase is ready to do it. They sent on emails talking about it. Now, I don't know if this thing is really happening because then someone in the Black People in Cryptocurrency Facebook group brought this to my attention. Where is it? Is this it? And of course, I don't have it loaded up. Awesome. Okay, so uh, they brought up another link <clears throat> where basically saying that SegWit2x is more like an altcoin instead of an actual fork, uh, that we may not really get all of our... Uh, we may not actually get all of our... Of, of our uh, Bitcoin matched in wallets with SegWit2x. I don't know what to believe. It's a little confusing. I'm actually kind of sick of these forks because it's really confusing to the newbies. It's not super helpful. So y'all make up your mind, damn it. <laughs> and let's stop forking Bitcoin and confusing the newbies. I mean, really, it's not even that serious. I mean, what was the last fork? Was it Bitcoin Gold or Bitcoin Diamond? Some of them seem super scammy too. So just... So, but you know, just want to get you let you guys know that there possibly is a way to reduce the transaction times and fees in the blockchain with the SegWit2x. It all depends on adoption. So, check to see if your wallet or the exchange you might have some coins on is supporting SegWit2x because you might have some extra secondary Bitcoin you might want to uh, sell off to get even more Bitcoin. Matter of fact, that's what I did to get uh, my newest coin this week, and we'll get to that later. Okay, so, oh, also tax reform. Ugh. Yes, this is going to be a big deal next year. Um, yes, Bitcoin, you've always had to pay your taxes, pay your tax on your Bitcoin per se. But usually, but, for, but because Bitcoin was considered a property, to the best of my knowledge, it really wasn't, it really wasn't a... Uh, taxable unless you ex unless you exchange for fiat and it only if you exchange for fiat in in you know increment i think in uh chunks of over six hundred dollars or more or something like that anyways this is a gonna be a bad look with this ridiculous tax reform they jammed through congress this month that nobody seems to like but uh but rich people and Republican Congress, but basically they have now reclassified anything but real property, when real property being real estate, as uh, taxable per transfer. So basically, they're saying even, so basically they're saying even you know Bitcoin, Litecoin, altcoins, any like kind assets, if they're exchanged even for each other, the gains from the the gains from each transaction are required to be recognized. That seems to be very inefficient, you know, and I mean, I'm, I'm, it's not going to really stymie the Bitcoin market, but they're basically going to put the burden of reporting every transaction you have of any cryptocurrency on you next year. I think that's ludicrous. Uh, one thing people are doing in preparation for this is that they're taking all their their crypto off the exchanges, which I would recommend uh, just because it's smart to do. Don't put your trust in exchanges at all. They can get hacked. Um, you can lose your, your coin. 
Uh, I believe uh, Coinbase is FDIC insured. That only insures you up to 250,000 still. Don't leave your coins at risk. Secure them privately on a hardware wallet, which I did not get for Christmas. Apparently, I've been a bad boy. Santa didn't like me. But I was secured on a hardware wallet or a paper wallet or another offline uh, or, or another offline wallet of your choosing. So yes, yeah, so this is going to be very inefficient. It's going to be a headache, um, and I'm I'm having a hard time figuring out how they're going to track it all. So I don't know. What what are we going to do here, y'all? Uh, I think I'm probably going to. I think I th well actually I'm not even sure what I'm going to do. I'm put I'm gonna leave it on them. I will take the advice of whatever uh, tax preparer I use. But generally, it's going to be hard to track every transaction. Nor will nor do I think I will do that. I'll definitely pay attention to when I exchange it for fiat. If ever it's getting even better to use crypto without exchanging the fiat, I'm definitely gonna look into some of those cards. What is it? The, the Annex Elite card, where you can do. Annex Elite card where you can basically exchange. Yeah, it's like a it's like a Bitcoin debit card. You can, you, you can load it up with with, uh, with your Bitcoin. I think up to twenty thousand dollars a day um, with crypto. The fees are going to be high. The fees going to be high, but most likely they might be less than you'll pay in taxes. <laughs> but still, where applicable, pay your taxes. But yes, the Annex Elite card. I'm definitely going to look into that. Uh, you can load up twenty thousand dollars per day, no limit. Um, you know, withdrawing and withdrawing, you know, via ATMs as well. So it's look into stuff like that if you're looking to stay crypto, but always pay your taxes. And also, as a reminder, I am not a financial advisor, nor do I offer financial advice. But I do try to hone in on common sense. So common sense says pay your taxes, don't go to jail over crypto. Okay. And then finally, South Korea need to clarify that they're not banning Bitcoin. There's some misinformation, as they say, some FUD, fear, uncertainty, doubt about what's going on with South Korea. As we long know on this podcast, the Koreans are definitely into, into crypto, definitely crypto crazy. And so basically, South Korean regulators had to clarify that they're not trying to ban cryptocurrency. They just want to regulate it. Now, I know a lot of you all got into crypto for the lack of regulation, and there is a deal of freedom there right now while we're in a somewhat gray area, a somewhat wild west for the space of cryptocurrency. But generally, regulation doesn't have to be bad. It gives us rules for the road. For example, when they deregulated Wall Street and let those cowboys gamble with you know, my mom's pension, and now she has half of her AT&T pension than she had before. Sometimes regulation's good to keep you know people from preying upon other people. So we'll, let's just see how they regulate over in South Korea if it actually slows the stem of money coming over into Bitcoin and cryptocurrency in general. Most likely it'll just be some common sense consumer protections, which you know is not necessarily a bad thing to have. So let's be clear, South Korea is not banning, just regulating, all right? So now is that is that it's that time for the Trevon James honorary coin count, where I count my coins and you count your coins. We all get rich together. All right, here's where I talk about the different cryptocurrencies I'm holding and their current prices. <clears throat> so let's go down one by one through the coins over the last seven days. This will be a little bit off because, like I said, I tried this yesterday and technology crapped out on me. <clears throat> so, but basically, over the last seven days, Bitcoin has been on a hell of a ride, uh, but within a narrow band. As I was explaining to my mom the other day, that you know, between it seems to stay within three thousand dollars of of itself between thirteen thousand five hundred and sixteen thousand five hundred over the last week. Here we were. Oh, this is okay. This is the right chart. So I guess. Seven days ago, it was down as far as 11,000. And it's gone up as high as 16, almost 17,000. And now it's settled in around 14,000 and change today, 14,500 almost. Um, you know, uh, overall, oh, and just to give you a snapshot, overall, our coin portfolio is still doing quite well. In, in five weeks, we are up 61.3% in our coin portfolio. Thanks for asking. And even our Bitcoin, uh, sorry, even our BitConnect portfolio, 
the scam, the Ponzi scheme, of which it is not, <laughs> uh, has been paying. We are up to over 51% ROI, just steadily reinvesting our daily gains for a 60-day period. Yes, BitConnect, it is still paying. So our, our quote-unquote Ponzi continues. So yes, so uh, Bitcoin, so so Bitcoin though still is, it's, it's, it's up over where it started seven days ago to this time, but still not near its all-time high. I guess they call this like a period of consolidation. Um, and most likely everyone's just spending their holiday money. Um, they, they cash out for the holidays. And also the financial markets are a little bit slower this time of year because they actually remember they have families and they're going and spending time with them. So more power to them. ETH, Ethereum. We got into, and also, and also another thing I like to do during Coin Count. Our original buy-in to Bitcoin was eighty-eight dollars in May of twenty thirteen, and now, of course, we're up to almost fifteen thousand dollars. Cool story, bro. All right, so Ethereum. We we originally got into it at three fifty-seven a coin, and it is now trading at seven hundred fifty-seven dollars per coin. We've doubled. Our, we've doubled our initial investment. We would pick some more up at 468, and then some more up at 831. So we're actually down from from that high, but still overall, if you dollar cost average it out, we are still winning. And where are we at? Here we go. So 755.39 today. The seven-day chart still still not bad. I mean, 548, 5, 584. Sorry, a week ago to today and now at 757 so still doing quite well not quite at, at its all-time high but still doing really really well uh what else we're looking at oh and then the most controversial one in our portfolio these days at least for some people is ripple just keeps stacking let's go see let's check out some xrp ripple we initially got in at 23 cents Upon the advice of one Patlin Lawrence from our appearance on Black Republican, Black Democrat, he was the Black Republican who works as investment bank uh, or on the investment side over at uh, Wells Fargo. And he said that because there is a trillion with a T, trillion daily dollar interbank settlement market between the banks and over 100 banks have already adopted Ripple <clears throat> to to keep their fees low and settle out their their interbank loans each day. And so once I heard that, I had to get me some Ripple. And guess what? It is crushing it. The seven-day chart on this is just stupid. Check this out. So seven days ago, it was at 75 cents, which still, uh, as opposed to 23 cents as that we got into it on November 19th, still is just making it look dumb. $1.86 today. That is bananas. That's crazy amount of appreciation. Seven days. Now, a lot of people don't like Ripple. I didn't like Ripple initially because one, I didn't quite get what the use case was for it. Two, it's centralized. There's no mining for it. You can't. I mean, it's it's all owned by a certain company, so it's kind of anti what we're into cryptocurrency for. But as as one of the admins in the Black People in Cryptocurrency group would say. Let's get these coins quietly. I'm just here to make some 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 money, you know, wh whatever form that that looks like. I don't necessarily believe, crypt, you know, uh, Ripple is the cryptocurrency that's going to save the banks. I think the banks going to go away, and I hope they do go away. And I don't think buying and holding some some Ripple is necessarily, you know, undermining that. Um, but and if this is the way that the, the dinosaur legacy banks feel like they can participate in cryptocurrency and we can take advantage of their profit on them instead of them taking advantage of profit on us, I say let's get it, y'all. So I'm holding Ripple. Uh, once I start reinvesting daily from my uh, gains from BitConnect in January, I will probably be buying more more Ripple. It seems to be mooning right now. Um, oh, this is this log scale? No, this is linear scale. It's mooning right now, hockey stick type growth overall. If you look at the overall chart, it's definitely got that hockey stick thing going. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's just been dead until this year, and then boom, recently. And part of the reason why I think Ripple's exploding is is a lot of, a lot of interest in in Asia. Ripple, I think, is partnered with uh, a couple of credit card banks in Japan, I believe. So Ripple's having its moment, um, and we're just gonna ride it out. We're gonna ride it out.
$1.86 up from $0.75. Cents. That is that's about two and a half times, two and a half bagger in just one week alone. Doesn't seem to be slowing down either. Okay. <clears throat> uh, what else? Oh, let's take a look at next one. Next one in our portfolio, the Trevon James Honoré coin count. Let's take a look at Dash. Dash, my friends. I'm really big on this coin. It's a privacy coin. I I, I spent a, a week or a weekend watching all the videos. Shout outs to Amanda Johnson, <laughs> the the goofy lady who does all the the, the Dash videos. Very engaging. Uh, and yeah, Dash, you know, still doing its thing. It was at 9:47:15 a week ago. It went up as high as 1,343, and then now it's kind of cooled off, but still. A nice robust eleven hundred forty-one dollars. This one also really, really brilliant return so far. We are at <clears throat> this is another one that we got in. I mean, it's not even early. I mean, we're kind of late to the party on Dash. Four forty-nine per coin at on November nineteenth, and now here we are, almost tripled up at well about two and a half times again at eleven forty-one. Um, the gains in this have just been unreal. I love me some Dash. They've made, I think they're making some inter, some upgrades to their to their wallet to make it easier to send peer to peer. So yeah, let's stay on that Dash. Litecoin, LTC, the digital silver to Bitcoin's digital gold, <clears throat> down a little bit in the last 24 hours, but still 244.35. We got into Litecoin. At 71.69 per coin on November 19th, and now looking at 244.35, so we have definitely tripled that up. Um, <clears throat> we're very, very Litecoin is very exciting. I try to buy some Litecoin here and where I can. I always say it's exciting because once the, it's another one that's having its moment. When Bitcoin gets too congested, the blockchain, the fees get too high. People are exchanging their stuff for Litecoin to move their funds around. Can't say I blame them. And also the fees for Litecoin are just about are damn near zero on Coinbase, and if you're using it on GDAX, uh, it's definitely zero. So 248.83 a week ago, so it has retrenched a little bit. Still a nice one to buy and hold. And and, and to be clear, all the coins I hold that I, and I, that I count right now, I am long-term hodlers of. I am in this for the long haul. I'm only looking to sell, you know, percentages of profit here and there. I highly doubt I'll be divesting myself of any of the coins in my portfolio anytime soon. We're in this for that long, slow growth. All right. Let's look at BAT, B-A-T, basic attention coin. We need to remodel how internet advertising works. And they are up 4% over, overnight, 37 cents per, per BAT. Uh, we got into BAT at 16 cents per coin back on November 20th. So even at 37 cents, it's a little bit down uh, overall over the past few days, but over the last week, it's jumped from 22 cents. I mean, I mean, we got, I mean, look, we're getting a little greedy. Like up here is at 46 cents. I mean, gosh, that was, I mean, we, I mean, that was, that was a good looking day on the coin portfolio. Now it's settled in today at 37 cents. Uh, I still believe in it. There, you're going to see a lot of activity from from the Brave Network people, I believe in uh, Q2 2018. So hang on to your bat, get even more bat. It's definitely going to moon once they take on the entrenched advertising practices of your Googles and Amazons of the world. And uh, mostly Google. Google really does dominate the search market and online search advertising. So yes, <clears throat> looking forward to seeing that grow as well. Next one. XMR, aka Monero. Now I'm only in Monero because, well, partially because I saw I was seeing the explosive growth, but also I know that it works. Bitpetite ran off with everyone's money, including some of mine. <laughs> uh, they use Monero to do it, and those motherfuckers haven't been found since. So <laughs> Monero is at 365.58. It's down some from yesterday at 380.22. It's seven-day chart, I believe. Is down because it's, it's been crushing over the, la over the last period of. Oh no, actually, okay, seven day chart, two sixty five ninety one. I guess there's some pullback um, between 
uh, Wednesday and uh, th- Thursday and Friday last week. But 265.91 was where it started seven days ago, and now it's back up to 365. And this is one that, that a lot of people like. It is, I believe, it's sixth ranked, no, tenth ranked on coin market cap overall, and and that's because it works. It's a privacy coin. It definitely works. So that's why I'm holding on to it. I only buy in coins that I understand what they do or believe that they work, and they definitely do work. Take it from a bit petite victim. <laughs> Store now that now that was a scam. That was a Ponzi. Unlike BitConnect, that was definitely a Ponzi. Storage, the Morehouse boys still chugging along here. They're up 13% day over day. Um, the seven-day chart actually should look pretty decent. I mean, it, it got a little higher in the middle of the week, like a lot of these alts did, and then it's pulled back. But still, it was a dollar, a freaking dollar a week ago. And we got, originally got into it at 70 cents per coin on the 20th. Bought some more at dollar twelve. Watched it kind of sink for a while. <clears throat> and then now, as you see, it's had quite a week. Went up as high as look at how look at this high. Went up as high as a dollar sixty-five. It's a good day for the portfolio. <laughs> and then now it's settled in at a dollar forty-five as of this recording. I'm a long-term believer of storage. It's like a decentralized version of Dropbox. Get you some storage. Support the Morehouse Bros. We're alumni. Support my my fellow alumnus, Sean Wilkinson. All right, XLM Stellar. That's the one I just had to have a couple weeks ago. Um, we were in this one to win it. It is back up to 27 cents. It's had a bit of a ride also this week, as have most of the alts. Start off at 16 cents, as high as, what is it, 40, 26 cents. Got even higher up here to, was it 30 cents? No, 26 cents some more. Dipped a little bit. And now it's settling in at net 27 cents. I love me some Stellar. We got into it at 19 cents on uh, on two weeks, two weekends ago, so December 15th, and so settling in at 27 cents, so that is really explosive growth too, like 33% growth. So Stellar, that's we're hot on Stellar because it's a micropayment platform that's being used in developing world as well as for charities, nonprofits, and Kick, the micro messaging app Kick is going to do an ICO for its 50 million active users on the Stellar platform. Look for that in 2018. And then the last one, the newest one, and that will also be our altcoin of the week. I'll do a little, little deep dive with you guys into it. It's sub, substratum. That's me doing my my uh, party horn without the effects. Sorry about that. Um, substratum is just exciting as hell. We got into this, gosh, not even, you know, barely a week ago on the 23rd at 68 cents per it's at a dollar 18 what the heck is substratum you ask we'll get into it real quick but basically in a week it's gone from 68 cents over to over to a dollar 18 i mean now you want to talk, you want to look at some hockey sticks i mean that's that's really exciting growth right there 68 cents up to a dollar 18 uh and basically substratum and this is our altcoin of the week very excited about this one it's basically decentralizing the web. It's basically acting almost like a VPN without the software. Net neutrality is a hot topic because the US in all of its infinite greed, not wisdom, has reverted against net neutrality. So now we're gonna see a lot of these bad actors like, oh, I don't know, Comcast, thanks for ruining our session yesterday, Comcast. Uh, we're, we're gonna see them start either throttling the net or super or overcharging for the, for the net. So for example, if you want to get to Netflix or certain sites that aren't in the Comcast portfolio, they will now legally have a right to charge you extra for that. Or they'll charge you extra for for, you know, fast lanes or slow lanes of the internet. Like it it'll, might be in their best interest to slow down Netflix, make it a very bad user experience so that you use the NBC Universal you know, service which would be Hulu. Now I think about it, Hulu is 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 part owned by by uh, Universal, which is a division of Comcast. They would have the ability to not treat all net network traffic equally. Well, this substratum is very exciting because they actually have a platform to 
to to to a, a layer of the internet where kind of like a VPN, you just kind of go on it and mask your IP and things like that, which is also which is very important for certain communities like not in communities, but certain countries like like Iran, Russia, China, where they summarily block access to stuff like Facebook, you know, Google, etc. This would just be a layer on top of the internet where you, where your IP is masked, uh, all traffic is treated equally. You can't get throttled by your your IP address. So this thing is really exciting, innovative. They have a 90 second video. I'm not sure if I can really play it for you here on the pod, but it's the but the one of the founders uh, talks about substratum and what it does. It's got a really unique model too that as because you know how the blockchain for Bitcoin has been congested recently, the fees have been high because of all the congestion. Well, substratum has has a built-in mechanism so that when it gets bogged down, I think it it or is this? You know, actually, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I was thinking about I was thinking about a different one. Sorry, but basically, this uh, basically you can set up a node for substratum, which is pretty cool, where you get paid cryptocurrency every time content runs through your node. I want to set up a node. I'm ready to run out here and set up a node because this sounds exciting as hell. Uh, I want to take part of it. I want to get paid in sub. Sub as cryptocurrency, as you can see, is is currently mooning right now. It's it's, it's ran up as high as a dollar twenty two. Um, I don't think I don't think you can set up a node yet right now. I've been looking everywhere. If you know how to set up a node on Substratum, holla at your boy because I want to get in on this. It's very exciting. Um, you can also you can also uh, also the way it works with nodes too is that depending on where the person is physically located, they will match you with the node closest to you that can serve you uh, that that can serve your um, uh, your web address quicker. So it's, so you use AI machine learning for all that. Very exciting. Crypto pay, you can also process crypto payments from different cryptocurrencies instantly, changing into the cryptocurrency that the website wants. There's also ways to make money via web hosting. Substratum, man, it's going down. It is happening. This is a thing. I'm very excited about it. So that's why I bought Substratum, because I understand it. I'm in it. Let's, let's make it happen. All right? Uh, and so, and so what else? Oh, ICO, did you know? So this week there is no ICO, did you know? Because I haven't gotten a really good cockamamie pitch I want to deep dive into. But, um, but I promise to bring one next week. I'll do a little digging. Um, in the, in the meantime, instead for our, for our Blacks in Bitcoin Twitter poll, let's do something, let's do one on Substratum. You know, um, after this after this goes up, I'll put up a poll, pin it to to the homepage for Blacks in Bitcoin, and, and on Twitter that's twitter.com/slash/blacksinbitcoin, and I'll ask the question. You know, should should you get involved in Substratum? Should you buy Sub? And 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 maybe maybe we should ask if we should run a node. No, we'll just ask about Substratum. Let's we'll ask if you, if you if you should buy and hold Substratum. That I'll, I'll keep it simple. Because I'm already buying and holding. I'm I'm all about substratum. Like everything in life, and especially in cryptocurrency, do your own research. Do it. So that way, when your relatives who don't understand about crypto come to you and ask you about a coin you're holding, you can defend it with all earnestness and knowledge about what it is that you're doing. All right. So, so do your own research. But we're very, but yeah, I highly advise, I highly recommend Substratum. It's what's hot in the streets. Okay, so we are going to, let's see, let me get off my screen share. All right. So, okay. All right. So now we'll go to our listener giveaway. Ask a BTC guy. All right. Send me your crypto questions. I will send you $5 in Bitcoin from my Coinbase tipping wallet to the top three questions I get each week. I'll read and answer them on next week's podcast and send you crypto right after my recording. All right. So you email me at blacksinbitcoin at gmail.com. That's blacks with an S in Bitcoin at gmail.com to enter and win. And so my first question is from Jason with a Y. And Jason, actually, I've known Jason for a while. part of the LA Familia. And basically, he, he basically was just kind of you know, giving, giving us a shout out, which we appreciate. Thanks a lot, Jason. Appreciate your support. I'm glad you're in and hodling from mid-2017. But, but basically, he did kind of pose uh, an inherent question. 
and that is, should we invest more in alts over BTC? Is it all about altcoins or BTC right now? And to answer that, I know, uh, let's just do a screen share real quick back to, back to our coin market cap. And my, my answer for that is basically, I tend to like to follow Bitcoin dominance and Bitcoin dominance has been waning over the year. Usually when we first start off, if you wanted to chart Bitcoin dominance, basically when the start of coin market cap, the all time Bitcoin dominance, we were high 95%. It was just bit, pretty much Bitcoin, Litecoin, and nothing else. Right. And then, uh, and then Ethereum kind of came on the scene. Well, Ripple came about in 2014. It's still a small part of the market. And then in 2015, you started seeing some of these other altcoins, and then Ethereum really supercharged it in summer of 2015. I mean, start off small. I mean, you used to be able to get Ethereum for you know pennies, um, and then Ethereum really made it easier for people to build tokens off of their technology. And so now you start seeing Bitcoin dominance wane. Still in the high 90s and 80 and 70, and then it just took a huge plunge this year. Altcoins really got exciting. Everyone building tokens off of Ethereum technology, uh, ICOs became in vogue. And wow, you saw Bitcoin go down as, as low as 39% and it could get even lower. So what I like to do is basically follow Bitcoin dominance. Um, soon, as I mentioned earlier, I'll be investing daily interest for my BitConnect, port, uh, my BitConnect uh, uh, lending wallet to my coin portfolio. And maybe some days I'll spread it around, <clears throat> but generally, uh, I think it's a decent rule of thumb to follow Bitcoin dominance only because when Bitcoin is up and, and and when Bitcoin goes up, it goes really up. You see it tends to bring the rest of the market with it. And then when Bitcoin is down, then at least your exposure is capped to that 40% of, of Bitcoin dominance. So I'm just going to generally follow Bitcoin dominance where, where I can on days when I invest. Um, as So today it's about just over 40%. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, so... To answer, to answer your question, I guess technically, yes, alts over BTC, 60% uh, alts, 40% Bitcoin. Just follow Bitcoin dominance where you can um, because it, because even though Bitcoin is the oldest and its dominance has waned over the year, still it is the granddaddy. And I've seen some of my most explosive growth through just hodling Bitcoin itself. Uh, fun fact, if you, all right, here are some fun facts about over the past few years. If you just held Bitcoin from April 2013, which is when, which is when Coin Market Cap st uh, started, if you or or started recording, if you held Bitcoin from April 2013 to today, you will have had 10,825% ROI, which breaks down into 6.35% ROI per day. Now, obviously, most of it has come over the last. Obviously, most of it's come over the last year, but still on a daily average ROI, you're getting 6.5% a day over the last four years. Same thing with Litecoin, LTC. If you just held LTC, <clears throat> is the Litecoin? What? Come on. You just held LTC over uh, for the last four years. Your average, your your total ROI would have been 5,815%, which breaks down to 14.9% a day. Once again, most explosive growth in this year alone, but the av it averages out to 14.9% a day. And similarly, if you held, had held ETH, Ethereum, ETH, <clears throat> over, the, over the two and a half years of its existence, you will have had, so we're looking August 2015, you will have had 26,144% ROI, or that breaks down to 29.9% growth per day. Most of it obviously realized within, within the last several months, but still on average, you were getting almost 30% a day. And so if you average out all three of these, if you held the, the big three, you'll have earned 17.1% a day. So that's why when I see average da uh, daily rates of return of 2.5% in my coin portfolio, it's not outside their own possibility. It's going down like that in crypto. No, you can't get 2.5% in, in, you know, in a, a certificate of deposit, a CD these days, damn it. I mean, some of them, I mean, you are killing the market if you're holding crypto. So just, just buy and hold people, buy and hold and basically follow Bitcoin dominance where you can, but definitely get you some alts because it, def it doesn't hurt to be invested in crypto, all right?
So thanks for the question, Jason. I'm sending you $5 in BTC from my Coinbase wallet once we're done. All right, Anika, why is BitConnect up now while BTC's generally down? And that's actually a great question, Anika, because usually BitConnect is intrinsically linked to the fortunes of Bitcoin. When Bitcoin goes down, BitConnect goes down. But BitConnect is on fire right now. BitConnect, uh, BitConnect's chart over the last seven days, it's just been a wild anomaly for it, only because usually, like, like his Bitcoin has had a correction over the last week, and here, and you look at this, it was it was down as low as 254. It might have even gotten even a little bit lower. 219, 216. So it was down. They shut down for maintenance. Like day after Christmas for four hours. Then, then when it came back, it started mooning. Now, I can't explain why it's all of a sudden appreciating this way. Um, I think it's pretty healthy that it's actually up while Bitcoin is you know, without Bitcoin necessarily being up, it's a great sign for if you held BCC. I don't hold very much BCC. Um, I've got less than than a full BitConnect coin, uh, which is left over. It's kind of like dust from my staking wallet. I actually am looking forward to uh, reinvesting my staking wallet in 2018 as I get more returns from uh, my daily interest in BitConnect. I actually am looking forward to, to stocking that, that wallet because you will be getting 7% a month on your staking wallet by just holding BCC in addition to the gains that you'll earn versus BTC and USD by holding BCC, if you can follow, if you can follow all of that. But basically, um, I think it's a great sign. Um, it's been opined that maybe it's just, you know, the, the owners of the BitConnect platform buying their cheap coins, buying up their uh, buying up value of their, of their coins while they're cheap, which might be inflating the price. I don't know. I don't care because the way BitConnect works is that when you make a loan to their Bitcoin trading bot, you are you are uh, buying BCC for uh, you're buying you're spending BTC to buy BCC. So whatever and and the value of your of your loan is in U.S. dollars. So it doesn't matter what the price of BitConnect coin is, just so long as uh, just so long as when you're buying it, you're using it to make a lend in U.S. dollars to the trading bot. When, when they pay you out, they pay you in BCC, but whatever the spot price is uh, in BCC to USD, that's what they pay you out in. So it really doesn't matter what the price is when you're making the loan, but they are probably just consolidating some of their some of the, the cheap coin out there and propping up the price, which in turn props up their value. So, you know, so call a scammer Ponzi if you want. I obviously have my BitConnect page on here, uh, my BitConnect investment scam, if you want to check it out, where, where I explain all the reasons why it's not a scam and why it has been paying me an average of 1.1% daily over the past you know, six weeks. doesn't guarantee a return, but I've been getting paid on average 1.1% daily. So feel free to check that out and use my referral code if you are so inclined to sign up. All right, so thank you, Nika. I'll be sending you your $5 in Bitcoin right after the show. And Robbie, Robbie returns with a great question. What is the deal with foreign transaction fees from Coinbase? Great question. Now, Coinbase has a bunch of fees for a bunch of different stuff. Uh, if you want to avoid fees, you know, you want to deposit via GDAX. Generally, when you are um, depositing via ACH on Coinbase, actually, I'm not even sure it's a, it might be ACH. Actually, I think it's when you're doing it via some sort of credit card via Coinbase or debit card. Uh, via Coinbase, you get hit with a what's called a foreign transaction fee, and it shows that it's originating from Coinbase. I think it's is it uh, someplace in the United Kingdom. And basically, uh, what had happened was you have a lot of these U, uh, U.S.-based companies. For example, DraftKings. Like when I'm in a legal state for DraftKings play and I make a deposit, I get hit with a foreign transaction fee. So what a lot. Of, so what a lot of these U.S.-based companies are having to do, they're having to set up payment processing, credit card payment processing uh, units in the UK or outside the United States uh, and it, in order to process credit card transactions. Because if you do it directly, um, uh, there, there's some banks either have some sort of rule in place. I don't think it's a law, but banks have a rule in place where they frown upon making transactions from certain type of companies directly. So you're not going to see a Coinbase deposit from your debit card or your credit card that hits your account directly to Coinbase. It's going to be Coinbase, you know, somewhere in the UK. And that's how they get around, you know, banks' policies against 
against investing directly into what they consider gambling operations or or online gaming operations like DraftKings or uh, cryptocurrency, which, as we know, is an existential threat to the banks. So you're going to see them going through uh, almost – it's not quite a third party, but a third party that they control over in the U.K., and that's why you're going to hit with a foreign transaction fee because you're not, you won't be able to do it U.S. to U.S., but you can do it U.S. to U.K. It's a weird loophole, but it's what allows them to take your debit cards and your credit cards. So thanks for the question, Robbie. Oh, and also just in general on Coinbase fees, if you're, if you're dealing with Coinbase and you, and you have the time to kill, I highly suggest loading up via GDAX. It is the trading arm of Coinbase. Um, it is basically like a it, it's basically like a, a, a stock market model. Oh, okay, I don't want to authorize this stuff. All right. Anyways, it, it's it's more on the stock market mo model. You've got candles, you've got you know wicks and sticks and all sorts of stuff. It, it's it's a little tradery, but if you deposit via GDAX, there are definitely zero fees. And the only time you charge a fee is when you're making a trade, when you're actually buying Bitcoin, Ethereum, or Litecoin. You can also buy Bitcoin Cash. I don't really recommend Bitcoin Cash, but that's also on their order book. And the fee you get is pretty small, 0.25%. And it's based on volume. If you're trading more than a quarter million Bitcoin in a month, then your fee is down to 0.1%. 0.25% obviously is a lot better than on then on the commercial side, which is I think 1.49% or worse on fees. Yeah, look at these, look at these fees. You know, payment for a purchase from a US bank account, 1.49% plus uh, with a 15 cent minimum um, from your Coinbase wallet, 1.49%. And then from your credit or debit card, 3.99%. And also when you cash out to PayPal too, it's just it's it's just it just sucks. But basically there's no fee to deposit on GDAX and only a 0.25% fee to actually buy cryptocurrency. So stop buying your, your crypto via Coinbase. Buy your crypto via GDAX, all right? All right. So this week's For the Culture. And thanks for everybody who stuck with me thus far on a somewhat tired and choppy rebroadcast of my podcast, <laughs> um, take two. And it's basically my for the culture this week is the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Lahayim. <laughs> Basically, you have a Jewish American princess in Rachel Brosnahan's Mrs. Maisel. She uh, is she is a a she's the mother of a four year old. Uh, she's uh, uh, in the she's from Manhattan's Upper West Side in 1950s 1960s New York. And it is just a from Amy Sherman Palladino. She is the the brainchild behind Gilmore Girls. I never saw Gilmore Girls. Um, I I've always heard great things though. But it is actually a really wonderful, delightful show. Period piece. Love me some historical fiction per se. And basically, uh, she gets in the in the pilot episode. Her husband leaves her. Um, for for his secretary, what a cliche I know. And she takes out all of her. Uh, Rachel Brosnan takes out all of her frustrations while totally drunk at a New York comedy club where her husband was actually training to be a comic. He's terrible. She turns out to be the life of the party. And Rachel Brosnan is the delight. I think I believe she's been nominated for a Golden Globe. It's 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 plucky, whimsical. I mean, it's it's almost like part fantasy, part um, part fairy tale, um, but it's really funny. Alex Borstein plays her, you know, sexually ambiguous uh, manager who takes liking to her. She doesn't like anybody, and she takes a, a strong liking to her, wants to be her manager, and they start going out on the, the underground New York comedy circuit. Um, you run into some people of the day. Lenny Bruce was really hot back then, so you see Luke Kirby playing Lenny Bruce. Oh, Tony Shaloub! playing um, her very Russian-Jewish uh, father. This is her mother also. They don't really know about her secret life as a stand-up comedian um, at a time when women re weren't really doing that. She was basically a housewife until until her husband left her, and then she had to go get a job, and she gets a job at the lipstick counter at B. Altman's, which, I, which my mom tells me. My mom is from New York. Uh, she told me uh, that that's a real store, so she's a, a makeup girl at B. Altman's. 
and charming her customers as, as well. This is her father-in-law, played by Kevin Pollack. Uh, and it's just a really wonderful, whimsical time. Um, only eight episodes, an hour long. Mom and I knocked it out over a few days. The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, L'Chaim. I totally endorse it. Two thumbs up. Okay, for that type of stuff. All right. Anyways, um, BTC price. Last week I said BTC price would be um, would be eighteen thousand nine hundred. Obviously, I was wrong once again. This year, I think I will peg it at, or this week, I think I'll peg it going to the new year. I don't know. I think we'll see, I think we'll see a bit of a bump. I think the beginning of the work week next week will will definitely play into it some. I think we can see a price of sixteen thousand three hundred. Not outside the realm of possibility. We're already at fifteen thousand ish. It you know like I said, it kind of bounces in that band between thirteen thousand five hundred, sixteen thousand five hundred. So I think we're going to see a little more a little more appreciation. People will be back, people will be back at work ready to trade. The rumor, mill, the rumor mill will be running about something or other. So 16300 is my peg for the price this time next week. Uh, what else? Um, so, yeah, so that's going to that's gonna wrap it up for this week. Where can you find Blacks in Bitcoin, good people? Go to blacksinbitcoin.com. That's blacksinbitcoin.com. <clears throat> also, we have a Twitter, at Blacks in Bitcoin, Facebook, Blacks in Bitcoin, uh, Instagram, Blacks and Bitcoin, seeing a theme here. Uh, no Snapchat, none of that. But please also subscribe to this podcast via iTunes, Google Music, SoundCloud. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. It, hopefully that's where you found this. Like and, and subscribe. Recommend it to share it with your people. Get people into this game. I want us to all get rich together in cryptocurrency. As I like to say, you have we have a once-in-a-generation opportunity to create generational wealth all right feel free also to use subscriber links um the, the referral links if you open up a coinbase account use my referral link please with your first deposit of ten dollars or more coinbase will match it with ten dollars to you and a little ten dollars to me i really appreciate those of you who have done that and supported thank you so much for, for supporting the podcast i'm doing this totally free of charge. Also, if you do get into BitConnect, please please use my referral link. Um, and I'll also uh, do what I can to share some some tools that we can use to get rich together to track your cryptocurrency investment. And on days when Bitcoin does go down, it's always nice to know them getting them usually getting on average 1.1% a day from my BitConnect loan interest. Also, feel free to tip me on my blockchain wallet. Uh, it's always much obliged. And as always, tell your friends, tell all your friends, and send me your questions. Send me your questions so we can answer them on air. That's email me at blacksinbitcoin at gmail.com. And with no outro music, no sound effects, if you love Bitcoin, hodl if you hear me.